Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome back to another episode of The Plot Strikes Back. back. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're kind of laughing about something else that just happened. We had to do a little... Uh, this is technically take, take two. two. Yeah. So we're just going to pretend it's take one. Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're, We do this all in one take uh, 99.99% yeah. of the time. So. There's been a few times where it's... Two takes. I don't yeah. think we've ever done a third take. No, no, yeah, no. So, yeah, we're okay. that professional. But so we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're, we're good. Rolling. We're uh, here to talk about a movie I haven't seen since it came out to theaters, but yeah, it's called The uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. And you know what's funny when you recommended this movie when you said, like, "Hey, let's do this." Yeah, I thought about Black Widow when Natasha is saying. Why are, you, why are you calling it Budapest? It's Budapest. Oh, yeah. There's the whole, like, what do you say? <laughs> like, it's like tomato, tomato. Like, it's, yeah. is it Budapest or Budapest? Yeah, and I think it's this. It's it's Budapest. Everyone in the movie says Budapest. Like, yeah. I was waiting because I, I didn't remember since it's been like nine years. But I'm sitting here thinking, is someone going to call it Budapest at some point? Or am I just tripping? Yeah, and it never happened. Never, ha- never happened. So I'm like, okay, well, I I guess either that is the correct way. Or Wes Anderson just said, look, for continuity's sake, please, let's just call it Budapest. Pronounce the T. Yeah. I want to see the T note shh at the end. Anyway, so it is a movie that came out in uh, 2014, directed and written by Wes Anderson, who's done, you know, I went back and, and looked at. He's got a pretty He's solid. List. He does, but it's it's also very part. it's also very interesting. Like, because I haven't seen a lot of his movies, and I've seen a good amount. I've seen a good amount. Yeah, like I if if we pull up his, his movie list, like I mean, the one that I obviously look to and remember the most is the Aquatic Life of Steve of Steve Zissou, mm-hmm. which I mean, I mainly went. To, I remember wanting to go see that because of bill murray but you know even at at that time because that came out in 2004 so this is 10 years before he makes grand budapest hotel yeah and even then it was definitely just i enjoyed the aquatic life but it was very odd too it's just different that's the thing it's like all his movies are so different odd yeah yeah and they're each so different but the one thing you can always count on are gonna be very good colors you know a good like color scheme throughout the entire movie yeah and the in cinematography is always just spot on yeah in how he does this uh, he's got two stuff yeah he's got two movies coming out this year called asteroid city which is uh, stacked yes i cannot wait for that movie yeah and that's then, gonna be awesome and then the wonderful story of henry sugar interesting which I, that's a netflix movie interesting i did not know that yeah so that'll be interesting. I don't think there's much known on that, but yeah, Asteroid City will be good. Will be, will be good. <clears throat> I'm sure we'll probably cover that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what other movies I've, I don't think I've really seen. Um, um, I think I've seen the Royal Tenenbaums. I've seen that. Didn't really. I wasn't the biggest fan. Mm-mm. I think um, you know I I loved the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Honestly, I really love Isle of Dogs. 
Oh yeah. French dispatch kind of wasn't my thing. Yeah. I remember you saying you went to, I remember you went to go see that yeah, and they and were just, like, cause it's on HBO max right now. Yeah, you know, maybe it requires a rewatch, but when I saw mm. it, it was just like, eh, not my thing. Yeah. Um, we'll see how asteroid city <clears throat> is, but, um, yeah, dude, he's, he's, he's talented. He's awesome. Yeah, definitely is. Um, so more about, uh, the grand Budapest hotel. So it actually had nine, Nominations from the Academy Awards. It won four, 11 BAFTA nominations, won five, uh, four Glo- uh, Golden Globe nominations, and won one. So, it, and that's the only one that has won any yeah. awards from any of his movies. So, you know, people might say it's the best. I mean, again, that's where I do. I do like it a in, lot. But, yeah, I do like this movie a lot. It's funny as. Sh- in a different kind of way, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it is. Because that's something that I also sort of realized watching it again. Because, I mean, I don't remember in the theater if I if I laughed. I mean, I probably did because there are some funny parts. Um, but this time, I didn't really laugh a ton. And I don't know if it's just because I was in a, like just in a different vibe mm. or, or what. But, um, you mean... It's obviously like very well written. It has uh, you know a short runtime. So is it what, what an hour thirty nine or something? Um, something like that? It's a hundred minutes. It's it moves quick, but I also found that there are certain spots that like were slightly slower than the others, mm-hmm. which is fine. But um, you know, I just thought it would be a little little quicker in some parts. But let's talk about our favorite parts or what we liked. The most about this movie so I'll, I'll let you kick it off well to start um cinematography is just awesome in this um <clears throat> one of my favorite parts is when um <clears throat> you've got adrian brody with the sisters meeting with the lawyer jeff goldblum oh yeah um and just in the back room willem dafoe who is just <laughs> who is brody's like muscle in this movie yeah he, he's got rings on all of his fingers with skulls i think or x's yeah and um, he's just petting the cat. And then Agent Brody leaves in a huff. And then Willem Dafoe just throws the cat out the window and leaves. And Jeff oh, Goldblum's God. like, did did you just throw my cat out the window? <laughs> that was definitely one of the funnier <laughs> parts. Did you just throw my cat out the window? Yeah, and then he rushes over and there's just a dead cat. And there's a guy looking down. And he looks up. Yeah, R.I.P. cat. It's a little stuff like that. Yeah. That's funny. Or um, I'm trying to think of another really funny part. I did like the part where um, the like the secret... Uh, society of the keys uh, all <laughs> yeah. the all the hotel uh, like managers the concierge concierge yeah or it, like yep let me make a call that was like, definitely one of the, one of the best parts I feel like mm-hmm. and um, it, was, it was also cameos oh cameos all awesome. over the place yeah yeah, yeah it, it was, that was definitely something that I, I liked a lot about because it was like every time it was like here take over and like someone's given like cpr mm-hmm. and i was like here take over someone's like singing happy birthday yep. um another one is like here take over and they're like tasting food like in the kitchen add salt. yeah add salt so you know like you're saying like it's it's interesting comedy yeah it's it's not you know, like it's not like um, laugh out loud yeah it's just like consistent like oh <laughs> that's that's really funny it's weird but that's funny it's like uh, a little bit of a dry humor Oh yeah, definitely very dry. Yeah. And and but like, if you're seeing it for the first time and you kind of realize it, like it might just be sort of funny too. Like it just be, 
you know, I won't say a super like ridiculous type of, of humor, but just, um, Oh my God, I can't believe like it's, this is that important to stop what you're doing. Like he was like throwing an ax. The one, the one like guy had an ax and he, and then he's like, here, take over. And he gives this little kid an ax to yep. do something like to chop something. And I'm like, interesting. But, um, yeah, it, it, like I said, it's, it's a little stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously I agree. The cinematography was definitely one of the best parts about this movie. Um, I thought the score, like the, the soundtrack was pretty, you know, pretty good fitting. Yeah, exactly. Fitting for it. But like a lot of, um, you know, a lot of like the palettes and like and set and the colors looked just very, I mean, it fit cause it's, it's, you know, the story takes place in, well, technically it starts in 1985 but then it's the, it's the author who is unnamed and then that goes back in time and then that goes, then they go back even Look further to 19, uh, 32, 32. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, basically where the story, the story really begins, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I, there's a couple of things I thought that was very interesting how, you know, Wes Anderson decides to take, uh, which, you know, has, a you know, two, two actors, portray this one character the the author yeah the author's never named and everyone around him that he mainly interacts with is named but yet his name is never spoken to yeah right so then you've it's like you know and this cast is stacked right this stack is this this cast has a a huge starring role like i mean even kind of you want to say starting from the bottom with like some cameos you've got uh well, honestly, starting with the bottom, like it's a bad thing, but you've got um, like Owen Wilson, Tom Tom Wilkinson, who plays the older author in the, at the start of 1985. Yep. Um, Tilda Swinton, uh, Jason, Jason uh, Schwartzman, uh, Sarah Z. Ronan, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jude Law, Harvey Keitel, Jeff Goldblum, Willem Dafoe. I forgot about Keitel, by the way. When I was watching this, I was like, holy Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I remember seeing his name on there, and I'm like, "What part was he in again?" I I, I forgot what party was. Adrian Brony, um, Mateo Almerich, um, F. Marie Abram, and Ralph Fiennes. Like, I mean, Ralph Fiennes, man. They were saying that Ralph Fiennes should have won this year for his role, but I guess, or he, I don't think he was even nominated from what I read. For menu. Uh huh. The menu, or. What do you mean? Wait, what are you talking about? I'm talking about R- Ralph Fiennes should have been nominated for like a for Academy Award. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about like this year. Oh, oh oh no 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 no. Um yeah no dude he's awesome. Yeah, I mean he's Lord Voldemort. Yeah. So like it, I mean he he has also uh you know M and Mallory with the most recent James Bond movies. Yeah. So like it's always interesting to kind of see in, like a movie of him. And then just be like, oh, yeah. He's also Harry Potter. Harry Potter. God. The, the way he holds the wand. Yeah, the way. <laughs> yeah, like, and his, his, his no nose reptilian looking face. Like, it's just like. Potter. It's just a, I mean, he's just a fabulous actor. Also sidebar, but can we talk about how they're going to reboot Harry Potter and seven seasons on HBO max? Oh my God. Revoked, not doing it. Yeah. No, don't, don't support it. Awful. Not, not to go on a tangent, but that is like, when that goes in the box of worst ideas along with 
hey, let's reboot New Hope. Get the hell out of here, you dummy. <sighs> what kind of nonsense you A bit talking? of Star Wars, a bit of Halo, a bit, lore, a bit of I Tolkien. I don't get it. What's going on? Hollywood sucks, man. Great. You know what it, you know what it is? Uh, sorry to go on a tangent, listeners, but you know what it is? People can't come up with original ideas and they have a lack of imagination. So all they do is resort back to the things that were great and other people already did. So they're, uh, they're basically going after their, their work. Yep. That's all now, this. There are, obviously there are, there are There's directors out there who are, you know, doing different things. I mean, we could just say like, well, like individual movies like Wes Anderson or, um, you know, Christopher Nolan, where, you know what I'm saying? So like people that will create these movies that are just, one-offs or i mean even just something sim- simple with an action movie like creating the whole john wick universe mm. like no one else can do these original things anyway yeah so, back on track grand budapest yes i agree he should have won an oscar for this because he's funny and just the way he delivers his lines to these actors yeah um like when he first meets x uh, I'm sorry. Zero. Uh, zero. I don't yeah. know why I said X. Uh, when he first meets uh, Zero, he's like, wait, come back. Who are you? I don't know you. Oh, I'm Zero. I just started today. I didn't hire you, Zero. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah, yeah their chemistry on screen is just so well done. And yeah. the, the K2 plays or guy that plays Zero, uh, Tony or Anthony uh, uh, Rivalori, he's also... Flash Thompson and Spider Man. Yeah, so he's also in Servant. Servant, yeah, yeah. Yep, he is. God, I can't think of his name in Servant, but can't either. He was um, the helper to Sean, like the Sean's a little like chef helper assistant, whatever. But you know, I, I think that was one of the things that really made this movie. I mean, more than good is just the the chemistry that all the actors had. You know, and I think just the bits and pieces of how they show up when they show up, right? Like, you look at the cast list and you, and you know that at some point, Edward Norton's going to make an appearance. Yeah. And when he does on the train, it's, like, pretty funny. as like, the officer guard, you know? Yep. He's, like, the, the head inspector of this fascist regime. Yeah, that's, like... They're not quite Nazis, but... But, like, you know what the SS symbol (laughs) looks like. You know what I mean? You know what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, because it's in 1932, so it's, you know, in between World War I and World War II. It's like, it's context clues. It's like, "Ah, I know what he's pointing at. World War II isn't too far away. Yeah. You know, it's like the beginning of it, but, yeah. And, and, dude, Willem Dafoe always plays... I love him. Odd roles and odd characters, right? And... The whole, like, chase scene. Oh, when he, yeah. When he's, like, hunting down. He's talking on the sleds or when, well, he, I mean, the whole when thing, he's like, following he, he, he's, When he's hunting down uh, Gustav and Zero. Oh, yeah. And, and they're on the sled. Yeah. They go on, like, the train, like, like the uh, mountain, it's, like, tower trolley. Yeah. They, they get to, like, the like the, the, like, the monk or, like, church. And it's like, here, where, are, you, are you Gustav are you, H? Yes. Switch with me. Yes. Yeah, switch with me. That just the repetition of that was just like again like kind of funny. Yeah, it was it's it, it was funny because it's like oh my god they have this they're all connected they're yeah. all friends and they all have this massive respect for Gustav. 
Yeah, you Gustav H. From the Korean Budapest Hotel? Yes! Yes, damn it, I want answers! And then he finally gets, and he's like, he sits down at the, like in the pier. Oh, yeah. And he's like, confess. And he's like, I'm innocent, damn it! He's like, no, <laughs> confess. Like, I, I laughed at that part because it's just so funny. Like, you've been through all this, like, crap. You've been chased and had to run and hide to get to this point. Yeah. And someone says, confess. And it's like, dude, I wouldn't have gone through all this, right? Yeah. And it's, um, what, what does it, oh, that's right. So, Serge, or Sayer Jax, mm-hmm. uh, who worked for uh, Madame D. So, Madame D was played by Tilda Swin. Who Gustav H had a little weird thing with, but she dies, and so everyone blames him. It's really just Adrian Brody, who's after the will. After the boy with Apple. The boy with Apple. Which is, which a, is this priceless weird painting paint, yeah. of some pale kid with a f***ing golden apple. It's hilarious. Like, it's just like, art is so subjective. That's a piece of trash. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, no, for sure. It's this huge thing, and then obviously they're after him. Um because they never say how she dies, but she dies. And b- because of this letter that the will was addressed at the last second. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's him. He killed her. Yep. And, and then it takes board with Apple. Hit, it was hidden uh, in the back of it. Right. Yeah. It was hidden in the back of the, the like the painting, st- like the. Whatever, whatever, like hidden within, hidden within the painting. It was basically. the, it was the second copy of the second will. Yes. That said that. Yep. Yeah. There's the proof. There's the proof. Um, yeah, one of my other favorite parts too is, I mean, obviously like Harvey Keitel being a prison, um, gang leader. Yeah. yeah that's what it seems. Yeah. <laughs> it's fitting for him, but being bald though. He, he kind of pulls it off. Yeah, I mean, he looked a little weird, but at the same time, like, he is, like, fake covered in tattoos. Yeah. So that was like just... Like a bald cap. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, probably did a little bit of work, but at the same time, it worked. Yeah. It worked out, so... But, yeah, like, I think one of my other favorite parts is when Jeff Goldblum, as uh, the lawyer representing or uh yeah yeah representing the grand budapest hotel right like the lawsuits against like gustav and everyone he's like kind of starting to run for his life but he's being chased by willem dafoe, willem dafoe his, his creepy ass you know another example of this weird humor is when he leaves that building mm-hmm. he hands like a coat check ticket to the coat check yeah but it just says dead cat and then there's a bag that's handed to him and he grabs it, looks at it and then leaves. And you're just like, Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. You know, it's just little like that. That makes this movie funny. Yeah. And then uh, they're at some like house or some building. And again, it's like a great shot that is from the outside or the inside looking out. And there's like a motorcycle that you think he's going to get on and the door is open. And then he has his hand on the door and then Willem, Willem Dafoe like shuts the door and it cuts off four of his All fingers. The fingers. They just drop. They just yeah, they drop and you just hear this loud yell. Ah. I mean, I know it might be like, oh my god, that's terrible, or that's like you know semi gruesome. I laughed. I laughed too because you just don't expect it. Yeah, and you just see four fingers fall. That's it. And then you and then they get picked up a few seconds later. Boop. 
boop. Yep. And then later on down down the road in the movie with there's a little bit of a conversation between Edward Norton's character, who is like a police investigator, right? Comes face to face with uh Willem Dafoe and asks, Hey, um, we found his lawyer dead. And uh he was missing four fingers. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, right? It's like, no. And it's like you son of a bitch. Yep. You have the fingers. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, they're like in his pocket, I think, right? Yeah. I was like, he probably has them on him still right there. Psycho. And like, there's like the the um, fingerprints, but it's like only a thumb from the right hand. It's like missing the, the rest of his, <laughs> of his fingers. So, again, like just some funny parts. I mean, you know, obviously, again, like a pretty straightforward plot. Like, it, there's not a lot to it, but I mean, I like how it. And that didn't happen a lot, but it would kind of go back to the present day as it's being told. The, the dinner. And yeah, the dinner between F. Murray Abram and, and Jude Law, which, I mean, I love F. Murray Abram. Anything he's in. He's awesome. He's he's definitely, he, he became one of my favorite Isn't actors. Isn't he the voice of, oh God, hmm. Moon Knight? What's, yeah. yeah. What's, what's his name? Oh, um... I'm blanking. My dad's going to kill me when he listens to this. Anyways, yeah, he's the voice of Moon Knight. The god. Conchu. Conchu. I was the like, shoo, 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 yes. Yes, Conchu, the moon god. Yes. I almost said Kenchu, and I'm like, no, that's... We would have gotten there. Yeah. Kenchu. I would have said Kenchu, and he was a Conchu. There we go. So, okay, we're, we're so good. We would have got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dad. Yes, yes. I mean, he was in, he's been in, you know, in, in Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest, yeah. I mean, I loved him when he was in Homeland, but I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, you know, always fantastic no matter what he, what he plays, but just the way he, his delivery when he's, when he's having dinner with Jude Law and like when he talks about Agatha mm-hmm. and like, he's just like, just thinking about her, like makes me cry. And you see like the tears come out of those. I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's some on command. That is so good. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know what any other like favorite parts you had. It you made... know what? Yeah, because there's a part towards the end where they finish their dinner in present day, and they're at the, they're at the, not the coat check, but <coughs> like the main desk with the keys and stuff. And he goes back behind the thing, and you see a boy with apple hanging behind this the main desk of the hotel, and he just adjusts it, which means he literally gave up, and end not not an endless but a whole load of money to run this hotel out of the respect of Gustav. And yeah. The job. Well, the other thing he even said too, he says like, he says, um, or the author asks him, why'd you keep the hotel? And he said like, he kept it for Agatha. Mm-hmm. You know, they were happy there for a little while, for a little while. So, but now it's like, he, you know, like they were saying, he only comes like, Four Maybe months out of the year, I think, right? Something like that. Like it's like he doesn't come when it's seasonal. Yeah, and he lives in the same servant quarters that he stayed in when um when he worked there with Gustav in nineteen thirty two. Yep. So great movie. Great movie. Loved it a lot. Yep. I'll say one other one of my other favorite parts was when they're escaping, when like Gustav is escaping with the other um prisoners. Oh yeah. And they open this one like great and it's the prison guards They're playing, playing cards. Po- they look up. Yeah. 
And then the one dude jumps. He just jumps down. Yeah, there. he literally just goes, he grabs, grabs a, knife, a knife and jumps down. And just and all, you just hear it. Yeah. <laughs> you see like the last, like the last death, but he also dies too. Yeah. It's also the 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 uh, the line that Ralph says when he meets with Zero again, and he's like, "Oh, we lost so and so in the in the in the catacombs." And, and it's just a little tiny line, but the way he says it, you're just like, oh, "That's funny." Yeah, he says something to Zero too about Agatha, like how's Agatha, and then he starts quoting like the poem. Yeah, the, the poem, and then like the 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 sirens start to go off. It's like, okay. I'm going to stop right there because we, we really got to go. See a kid. Yeah. He slaps him in the face and runs off. <laughs> it's just like, it's stuff you don't expect. And that's yeah. why those there's, parts are funny. There's a lot of uh, unexpected parts that definitely kind of, I mean, yeah, is designed to kind of make it, make it funny. And it's, it's, it's labeled as a comedy drama, which, you know, fitting. Yeah. You know, and, and at the end it says it's inspired by the writings of, uh, Stefan Zweig. Mm-hmm. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but uh, born in Vienna, 1881, died Petropolis, 1942. So he died in Metropolis. Petropolis. Oh, Petropolis. But I wonder if Greece. That's probably. Huh. Interesting. But you know, it's dope. I mean, yeah. Is there anything you didn't like about the movie? I mean. No, it's not that there's anything I really didn't like about it. It's just this movie is very much, it's a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. So if you've seen a Wes Anderson movie, you know exactly how it's going to be. It's going to have these color palettes. The cinematography is going to be the same. It's very much like actors working within this square frame Yeah. for a lot of stuff. Like the one scene where they go to arrest Gustav and he's like, oh, she's been murdered, hasn't she? And you think I've done it. Yeah. And it just runs off. It just bolts off, yeah. And then they're like, hey, wait. And they chase him up the stairs. And then Zero is just like, he runs halfway and stops. It's stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so it's not that there's nothing I don't like about it. Um, It's just, there's a, he has a very certain style when it comes to his his movies. Yeah. And it's just like, the even, this is up there as far as one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. But they're all kind of within the same range for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, there's not, like, one's not going to absolutely blow my mind. Yeah. You know? But it was good. I enjoyed the watch, and I would rewatch it. All all the, all the ones I like, I have rewatched quite a few times. Yeah. It's not that I, I dislike the movie at all. It's, um, yeah. It's, it's just, I don't want to quite say, like, it's for me, but this isn't a movie that I would... It wouldn't be like my own, like a first choice, like a, like a go-to. Yeah, no. You know? This wouldn't be, we should watch this. It's just like, you know what? Let's watch this. Like, if I'm scrolling through the channels, and I'm like, all right, what movies are on? And it's like, all right, well, this is on. But I might keep scrolling to see what else is on. And no. if nothing else is on, I'm like, I'll go back and watch it. And I'm like, I, I would still enjoy it, right? Like it, It's like, it's a quick watch, so it's just something like, ah, let me just, let me do this stuff and put something on in the background and just boop. Yeah, I mean, I think the the good thing about it is that it is quite short and it's quick too. aside yeah. you know there's a like you said earlier there's a few slow parts yeah but yeah like and again i, I don't know. know if those to me if those slower parts were more comedic if it would have you know made it a little bit more enjoyable just just from my taste but you know i mean i think that's what 
you know, allows it to have a different feel for different people. Yeah. So, um, but before we, before we get to like ratings, I figure we would talk about some, uh, quirky behind the scenes facts about the movie. Yeah. So we got, so, uh, number one here, you've got, uh, Harvey Keitel was slapped or Harvey Keitel slapped Tony Rivalori in the face <laughs> 42 times. You're telling me they did 42 takes on that on that shot? That is wild. That is, yeah. Wes Anderson shot 42 takes of the scene before getting one he was happy with. And Kaitel actually slapped uh, Rivalori in the face every single time. <laughs> Dude. I love that. That's awesome. I mean, that is Tony's face, but you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, He's, uh, so there's a scene right where Harvey Keitel says "Good luck, kid," and that's when he slaps. Good him. luck, kid. No stunt doubles or Hollywood fakery involved in the scene. He really slapped him, dude. Love that. What else we got? Uh, Angela Lansbury was originally cast to play Madame D over Tilda Swinton. That is interesting. She even accepted the part. However, she had to drop out before filming because the movie's shoot was going to coincide with her commitments to a stage production of Driving Miss Daisy. Interesting. Interesting. That hmm. next one looks pretty interesting. Yes. Honestly. But actually, I didn't even realize it. But I didn't either. Um, Can we scroll down? Yeah. Yeah. So, on, so this is number three here. On-screen newspaper headlines secretly spoil the movie. Huh. That's cool. Whenever a character is reading a newspaper and the headlines are visible on screen, they adhere to the events of the mo- of the film. In most movies, when a newspaper headline is shown, the content of the articles will have nothing to do with the plot of the film. But Wes Anderson personally wrote every newspaper headline featured in the movie. I love huh. that. That's cool. It's like dropping in like Easter eggs. Yeah. But see, like it's stuff like this where it's like, you know what? Now I want to go back and watch those parts. Right. So. Love that. Interesting. That's cool. All right. There's even a newspaper got? article that we spotted on screen at the beginning of the movie that actually secretly spoils the whole plot, including the ending. Interesting. Damn. I want to go back and just watch the beginning part. Yeah, that would be cool. Though. And they'd be like, huh. Okay. Well, don't need to watch the whole movie. Guys, listen, if you want to watch the movie, just go to the to the beginning part of the movie where there's an, a newspaper article. Read the Read the article. No. And then you're done. No, that's not watching the movie. <laughs> that's not watching the movie. I know, I know. That's just... I mean, it's spoiling it for yourself. Figuring out the plot. That's it. Yeah. The events. So we've got... Um, I always have a trouble pronouncing her name because I don't know it, but Say uh, Sayors yeah. Ronan. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> had a hard time making the uh, courtesan... Uh, Chocolat. Chocolat. So, um, Ronan's character in the movie Agatha is ma- is the master of baking this chocolate. And most movies, they would get a real baker to come on and bake, then bring the actor to the ov- uh, oven to open and pretend they made it. Because that's what acting is. It's pretending. Ooh. However, commit. Because it was so essential for the story and the character of Agatha, Wes Anderson is- insisted on Ronan learning how to make it herself and actually baking it on screen. And uh, she didn't find about pastry making uh, easy to master. Interesting. 
So we've got uh, uh, the cast and the crew all stayed in the same hotel uh, while filming. Okay. Uh, insisted that of all all the wardrobe fittings and makeup application be done in, in the hotel lobby too. Wow. <laughs> he just took over a hotel. Yeah, pretty much. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says uh, these were just measures to expedite production because they only had between seven and eight hours of natural light throughout the day. Hmm. Wow. Shooting on location. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, this one's interesting. It took five hours to apply Tilda Swinton's old lady makeup. Huh? It's like, we're going to make you, we're going to make you look old. Stay here for five hours. I mean, damn. Yeah. That's brutal. But you know, I mean, she wasn't in it a lot either. So it's not like she had to do it a whole, a whole bunch. Yeah. That's so, true. I mean, if she was in the movie like the entire time, then yeah, that would, that would get a little old. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel was shot in three different aspect ratios, which is quite noticeable if you're watching the film, yeah. which is, which is kind of cool. So it's, um, well, uh, 137, one, 185, one and 235, one. So, um, it is basically set to differentiate, uh, the historical period. So the 1930s to the 1960s, um, to the 1980s. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Dope. Uh, a behind-the-scenes anecdote got Ralph Fiennes incorrect, incorrectly labeled a diva. Interesting. That's funny. Graphic designer Annie Atkins, who worked on this movie, talked about the film's careful attention to detail in interviews. She started using an example which she created a prop notebook for M. Gustav to carry around. Ralph Fiennes saw that the notebook didn't have a lined paper and suggested due to the character's meticulously organized nature... He wouldn't write on non-lined paper. Atkins caught this and rectified it. <laughs> I, I mean, mean <clears throat> I'm not, I'm sorry, but I'm not using, you're not going to catch me writing on a piece of paper with no lines on it. Are you kidding me? I'm good. Unless I'm drawing. Yeah, if you're drawing, yeah, but it's I different, mean, but lines, you need the lines. Yeah, I know, but that's kind of funny. I think it's, that is funny. I think it's more funny than like, like trying to label him a diva. Yeah, that I, mean, I wouldn't label him a diva for that. If anything, I'd be like, no, I'm method acting. I almost cursed, but yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Save you some time editing. True. Uh, Zero was the toughest role to cast. Interesting. Okay. Uh, casting director Douglas Abel managed to get a ton of famous faces for the major roles in the, in the movie, but the role that proved the toughest was Zero. Uh, Abel was looking for, quote, a relatively unknown teenage boy, pref- uh, preferably of Arabic origin, to carry out the role. Hmm. Represent Tony eventually won the role and was sent to audition. Where obviously uh, we know more about him from previous movies and whatnot. Uh, Stefan's week inspired the whole thing. So, according to Wes Anderson, the biggest influence on the, on the hotel uh, was the writer, as I mentioned. Says, uh, "I just more or less by chance bought a copy of." Beware of pity. I loved this this first book, and immediately there were dozens of more in front of me. They were all suddenly back in print. I also read The Post Office Girl. The Grand Budapest Hotel has elements that were sort of stolen from uh, both these books. So Love it. Yeah. Huh. It says the author character, played by Jude Law, is a young man, and Tom Wilkinson as an old man, 
was heavenly inspired by Zwig's own personality. So hmm. interesting. There's always a uh, fun facts about movies that you didn't know. If you go back and watch them and that kind of makes it more entertaining, but I just read, uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, 2001 space odyssey was released 55 years ago. Um, a couple of days ago, and uh, I saw Indeed. a bunch of, it was like, twenty five, uh, like facts about the production. Oh yeah, and it blew my mind because some of them I didn't know, and one, and there was one that I thought was wrong, but obviously we're not gonna, we're not talking about that movie, so I won't get into it. True, but it was wild. True. Um, so what would you rate this movie? For me, this is probably, I give it an uh, an eighty six. I think is what yeah. I give it. I think that's fitting. Yeah. I mean, I, I initially gave it uh, an 82, but I mean, you know, kind of looking online, it's, it's about that, you know, mid, mid eighties, 86, um, you know, from an, an audience score perspective, critics actually give a little bit of higher score, but you know, given the fact that it did, you know, get nominated and then obviously won some movies, like it's kind of makes sense that the critics would sort of lean that way since that's basically what, Academy Awards are. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of around there too. So, like I said, it's like, you know, there's not, there's not like I didn't really like things about it or it's a bad movie. It's just, you know, his movies, they all kind of fit in that. I think, the, I think the highest rated Wes Anderson movie I would give is either this or Fantastic Fox. I'd probably give Fantastic Fox like an 87. Mm. But yeah, I, I didn't even, yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and watch. Life Aquatic too, yeah. I another mean, one. It's been a long time since I watched that, but I mean, I I know a long time ago I really really enjoyed it. Now I don't know. I mean, it might need a rewatch. Yeah, just cause. Yeah, I might be like, you know what? Eh, half this movie is okay. The other other half is like insanely boring. Yeah, you know. So, but you know, if, if you uh, are listening and you haven't seen the Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I definitely would give it a try, you know, give it a watch, you know, again, it's an hour and 40 minutes, so it's not, you know, that long of a movie. It moves, like we were saying, like, you know, pretty quick for the most part, some slow parts, you know, from my perspective, but, you know, definitely a great cast, you know, great acting, cinematography is good, fitting score, great use of colors and set and lighting apparently. So, you know, you can always kind of look out for those Easter eggs that we you know mentioned or think about the facts of, taking five hours to put makeup on for Tilda Swinton for how many minutes of screen time, you know? Yeah. Probably not that much. Five. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Think about that. Love it. So yeah. Anything else you want to attack on? I don't got anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't don't have much to say either. And that's simple movie. Yeah. You know, nothing too crazy. Straightforward and it's short. So it's pretty much all there on the surface, you know? Yeah. Certain movies we could dive in very deep to, I'm sure. Yes. Um, Hours, plural, for sure. Don't get me started on a Kubrick movie. Uh, we'll definitely be watching some of those for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, but, well, that'll do it. So a bit of a little bit of a shorter episode here, but, um, you know, be sure to stay tuned for some uh, new content. Got some more movies coming uh, out for you uh, after this, is, of, of course. And, mm. yeah, you know, as always, we appreciate the, the views, the shares, the listens. It's all great statistics and uh, just helps us out, you know. And, some uh, thoughts, though. Yeah. Um, we're not too active on Twitter, but we need to we be. We will be. Yeah. We so keep just, saying it, but we will be. Yeah. So if you're, you know, listening, you want to share on Twitter, 
It's uh, the underscore uh, PSB underscore podcast, uh, or you can just search for uh, the plot strikes back and uh, it should appear. So give us a follow, give us a, sh- you know, share and uh, like, and you know, again, if you want to comment about any movies or comment about a movie we recently reviewed, uh, just go ahead and, uh, or talk. Yeah. Let us know. Cause we'll talk. back. Exactly. <laughs> don't start. None won't be none. Exactly. You don't want this. Yeah. You know, we don't get to that heat. So <laughs> until next time, until next time, uh, this is Nick and Austin and, uh, you're, you're listening to the plot strikes back, back, back. Bum, bum, bum.